I'm Rob Worrell and welcome to the NL Full-Time Podcast, Sunday the 19th of May and we're at Wembley again. Last week of course it was for the National League Promotion Final uh, and today is Non-League Finals Day, my first experience of this and I can tell you walking to the ground at Wembley Way, a good four hours before the Leighton Orient game, what a magnificent atmosphere there is already. now. First of all, let's pay our respects to two wonderful Step 5 sides, Crave Valley, Paper Mill and Chertsey Town, who within the next hour, they will be kicking off their FA Vars final. Now, we cover Steps 1 to 3 on the NL Full-Time Podcast, and so there will be good coverage of that game elsewhere, I'm sure from our friends at the uh, non-league show in particular. But we're here mainly to focus on Leighton Orient against AFC Fylde, the FA Trophy Final. And uh, as you can tell, there's a good atmosphere already. Now, last week, walking down Wembley Way, I bumped into a couple of the chaps from the non-league paper and had a chat with them. Today, I'm pleased to say I spent most of my entire train journey from St. Neots, actually, with a Leighton Orient youngster, 17-year-old scholar Lawrence Hammond. Before I talk to Lawrence, actually, let's just give credit to the Chertsey Town supporters that are ones that are making all the noise here, just in case it's not clear to our listeners. Lawrence, first of all, thank you for your company on the way to the game. We've talked Leighton Orient, we've talked FA Trophy, we've talked Wembley quite a lot, but just try and give us a feeling of what it's like for you as a youngster at Leighton Orient coming to Wembley today, um, first of all, as a member of that club. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant, obviously. Uh, we've spent time training with them, um, watching them win games this season and doing well. And it's been great, really. Like a day out to Wembley is great for everyone, for the fans, for the players. And it's good that they put on tickets for us and stuff like that. So yeah. Now uh, you're in your second year at Leighton Orient. You've got next year to come as well. It has to be as you walk up Wembley Way and you look at that arch, and uh, yeah, you have to harbour your own ambitions of maybe setting foot on that turf one day. Yeah, yeah, it's a dream, really. Um, everyone wants to play there. It's one of my dreams. And one day, hopefully, I'll do it. Uh, hopefully, for Orient as well. So, yeah. Brilliant stuff. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're going to go and make, uh, meet your mates shortly. So, that's Lawrence Hammond, who's a youngster you can look out for at Leighton Orient over the next year or two. And uh, from one of the younger uh, players at Leighton Orient to uh, perhaps the senior statesman, the uh, he won't like being called that, the eldest statesman, but. Uh, Seven days ago at Wembley, uh, prior to this match, we caught up with Leighton Orient's evergreen Joby McEnough. In terms of the trophy next week, then, are you looking forward to playing at Wembley and hopefully doing a double? Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's um, somewhere everyone wants to play. You know, growing up as a kid, I've played there once and lost, and it was the worst day, so I know how the foul boys feel. And, you know, from our point of view, it'll be a great day for the fans and, you know, really looking forward to it. Has it been good that you've had a couple of weeks rest as well to prepare for it? Yeah, because obviously all the euphoria and, you know, everyone's going crazy. You know, it's a real hectic time, so we've had that time to almost reset, enjoy that period. But now focus on the, the final which we're all looking forward to that was Leighton Orient's Joby McEnough speaking seven days ago when he was here for BT Sport uh, to get a feel for Wembley 
somebody. I don't know how many feels he's got for Wembley over the years. Probably not as many as he'd like Dave Victor, otherwise known as Dulcet Dave. Um, Dave, you must be a proud man, an excited man, and got your head on the game for this final that's coming up soon. Very exciting. It's been a magnificent season. It feels like a celebration. The most important thing is that Leighton went are in the Football League and they go up as champions, and this is the cherry of the cake. In terms of Wembley, of course, it was 2014, not so long ago, Leighton went were here for the playoffs against Rotherham, beaten in the... Um, uh, penalty shootouts. There was a chap called Francesco Bacchetti sitting next to Barry Hearn. He bought the club, and of course, they went down out of the Football League under his guidance. But it was the transformation two years ago under Nigel Travis and Kent T. And Leighton Orient are in good hands now. An excellent season it was for Leighton Orient. Now, kind of. Um Slightly different scenario uh, for AFC Fire today. Orient have got their title in the bag, uh, and it's bonus time for them. Now, somebody who's commentating on the match for uh, BBC Radio Lancashire this afternoon is our good friend from the podcast, England Seas uh, coach Mick Payne. Mick, your thoughts on the psychology around this one? Because for Fylde, they haven't got in the back pocket what Orient have, and they're desperate to make amends for last week. Yeah, Rob, I think you hit the nail on the head for me. Dead right, last week really was a damp script for me. I mean, I didn't perform, and uh, Fylde will come out today, I'm sure, want to put things right. The players themselves, uh, you know, want to put things right for them, but also their fans. And, uh, you know, the likes of sort of uh, Danny Rowe, really, you know, who's got all these audits this year, will want to make... Uh, so I'm ex expecting a real exciting game. As Dave Victor said, you know, Orient put their uh, their league um, title to bed. I think they're going to come out with, uh, you know, real enthusiasm and desire. But Fylde have got to really uh, step it up if they're going to get something out of this game today. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting encounter. And Dave, coming back to you, it's very much the tale of two strikers who are coming to this final quite out of form don't they now let's say it's all relative because Macaulay Bond and Danny Rowe two of the top three or four scorers in the National League this season but they're both coming into it on a run of not too many goals in the last month or so I suppose so and late nine of course uh, secured the title on the back of two goalish draws um, but they were enough and they were professional performances um, Macaulay Bond's a lively player I think he'll enjoy the bigger pitch as will his partner Josh Cromer and, and I think you know we haven't seen the best of them this year because coming up to Christmas and coming up to the injury that Josh Caroma um, picked up they really were a handful and Josh Caroma makes a lot of space for Macaulay Bond a lot of his goals have come from the penalty spot one of the most important he scored was his last goal and that was against Sutton United four minutes into stoppage time there was so much pressure on him um, so yes a late Nguyen supporters they recognise how much Paul did in terms of late Nguyen's success with that win at Salford City thank you Dave and Mick final word from you AFC Fylde have got that 2022 written on their shirts. That and this week may have split their minds a little bit last week, but today there's only one job to do. Yeah, there's just one job to do. I've just been speaking to a number of people here in the, the press uh, the press area. It's about finding a way. Find a way to win. You know, yes, we want to play. Teams want to play with great sort of passion, with great performance. But at the end of the day, find a way to win. I think with last week, we said we keep harping back to that. That experience should cut pay dividends they should come out here today all the nerves are gone and hopefully they're going to go and put a performance on and uh, to get the result brilliant 
chaps. Thank you very much indeed, Dave. Enjoy Leighton Orient's uh, afternoon and have a good one yourself professionally. And Mick, of course, we shall catch up with you very soon. Back on England sea duty. So the FA Vars final has ended here. 3-1 to Chertsey Town in extra time. I'm delighted to be joined by the host of the non-league show podcast, Tim Fuel. Tim, what a wonderful advert for non-league football. It was a fantastic advert for non-league football. Hopefully there were neutrals that maybe haven't watched non-league uh, football this season. This is step five. There's a whole gamut of other clubs that are playing similar football week in, week out, where people can go and watch them, go and get involved in your local community. It's a great game. Town who've won the FA Vars and now the FA Trophy final takes centre stage and I'm delighted to have been joined by the housewife's favourite <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt who's uh, finally made it down uh, from the north. Uh, Chris how was the food at Warwick Services? Oh it was fantastic, it was really good but it's a pleasure to be here today and what an occasion we have caught the, the Vars final and the, the anticipation is really building up now. We're here, I've been looking at the file team, chatting to some of the file guys. They've got a few injuries today. They've got four or five players out, including um, Montrose, Tasmadi and Bradley. Dan Bradley, I think, could be a big miss for file today. Ineligible, in um, isn't he? Yes, he's ineligible to play today, yes. And 
they've got still got some big names in, but I think they're going to go for a 3-5-2 two, two today. They're going to have uh, Zane Francis Angle, who's always fantastic bombing up up and down that wing. He's going to be one of the centre-backs today, so that's a point of interest for me. Ryan Crowsdale is a great player. Every time I see him, he's a solid 100%. I think he'll have a big influence. And uh, obviously, you can't, you can't <laughs> talk about five without mentioning Danny Rowe. If he has a good day today, you think that five will have a good game. Interesting to see how they bounce back from the, the defeat against Salford last time last time they were here not that long ago yeah exactly and as we said uh, off air a short while ago it's not very often you get the chance to bounce back from a poor showing at Wembley with another game at Wembley yeah absolutely well um, yeah it's probably the last pitch they played on as well isn't it so they know that they, I wonder whether they're in the same dressing room we haven't asked that question but they're used to it because they, they were here a couple of weeks ago and that might play in their favour and they might see this as a free hit they really wanted to win last week they have that ambition to get to league football by 2022 that didn't happen they might see this as right lads you've had a great season you've really entertained the fans now let's go out there and entertain everyone today well, I think I've got the answer to your dressing room question. I've been told it's not done by a toss of the coins. Basically, when a team comes down from the north, they're given the east dressing room and a team from the south gets the west and that's it, done. Uh, listeners, if you know different, tweet in, let us know. So that's the filed uh, lineup. Leighton Orient will also line up with three at the back. Um, Ek Pateta, Coulson and Hap. And Turley will probably play on the right side of them with Widdison pushing up the other side. Um, the evergreen Joby McEnough in there. What a key player he is for them. And Brophy gets a start. So a little bit like Horton from Fylde. They've, they've gone with those flair players that can hit you, can hurt you, can run directly at you. And, and for me, uh, Chris, I, I do think that it might well come down to which one of those two out-of-form strikers can, can hit the back of the net again. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've got two fantastic... Well, we've got a few fantastic strikers on show here today. One question for you, Rob. Obviously, the Leighton Orient fans to our right are really outnumbering the foul fans to the left. Do you think that'll make a difference? It could do. And then when you get a big atmosphere, it can also bring tension. That can, that can go to the pitch. But I think the big difference coming into today, Orient have got the main thing they wanted and they can play so freely. Uh, whereas Fylde, uh, it's the second attempt to try and do something. And there's almost a bigger pressure on, on them um, I guess the way the two managers would have approached it in the week psychology, uh, psychologically might, might, might have a difference and a bearing on this game yeah, yeah, I think I think possibly, and also two guys who've played at a higher level, and much like, well, just did Edinburgh played in cup fight, FA Cup finals here, I think I'm right in saying as well, so that, that experience might come to, to pass as well, maybe today. Well, enough of uh, our pre-match shenanigans, let's get down to the real deal, Leighton Orient against Fylde in the FA Trophy.
over five minutes gone here. Leighton Orient have had the better of the early exchanges. Free kick here, some 40 yards out, left-hand side. Tunnicliffe with a foul on Karoma. Kitty comes from Joby McEnough. It's headed down and cleared by Files. But uh, there's been a clash of heads, and uh, the referee's called on both trainers here. Chris, this doesn't look good, does it? Four to two players involved. Neil Byrne. We're pretty sure that he was unconscious temporarily. The stretch has been called for and he has he is conscious again now but doesn't doesn't look good. It's a horrible clash of heads. Uh, just you grimacing grimacing as you see the replay there. Um, your take on that one. Oh it was a sickening clash of heads, yeah, and uh, he wasn't conscious for maybe three or four seconds there I think, and he's still sort of lying prostrate on the ground. He has come round now. Um, but this is one of those things where to play. Yeah, I think that'll absolutely. be the end of his yeah. and he's such a leader for them Neil Byrne he's impressed me every time I've seen him uh, and he'll be a big miss at the back there he'll be a huge miss but the other thing is with Fylde already having quite a few injuries they've changed the formation to three at the back they may need to change again it's quite possible that Andy Bond will go back in as one of the centre backs and uh, we'll see what happens in terms of a substitute he's not happy Chris is he Neil Byrne he's, he, he looks okay he's protesting that he's okay but there's a protocol in place and I'll be very, very surprised if he is allowed to come back on. Here's a lot of discussion between the, the officials, the management teams, the fourth official. Meanwhile, the game continues. Yeah, absolutely. He's arguing with everyone, isn't he, there? Um, doctor, probably club doctor, medical staff and everything. He's still got his arms out, but it's you have to make a decision quickly, Rob, because uh, Lane Orient are in their half again. Yeah, and it's an argument he's never going to win in this day and age, unfortunately. Inevitably, Neil Byrne did lose his argument with the various officials and he has had to leave proceedings so early on in the game. Such a shame for him. But what an opportunity for young Tom Brewitt, uh, and who I have to confess both has had both me and Chris scrambling around trying to find out just exactly who he is. Um, young lad who apparently started at Liverpool, Chris, and uh, um, he's been out at Middlesbrough as well. But um, with fired for sort of 18 months but a big big moment for him coming on to replace Neil Byrne the skipper at centre back yeah I mean absolutely and uh, yeah Google helps us out a little bit there didn't it Rob because uh, uh, never in doubt yeah. <laughs> he's probably not even in the squad he probably didn't even think he had a chance three or four weeks ago to be in the squad at Wembley but with all the injuries and another one during the game today he's got his chance and what a chance for the youngster You'll hear the applause of the Leighton Orient fans there because Alex Reid of AFC Fylde has just let loose from the edge of the area, left footed, and Dean Brill had to be at his best to tip it round the corner. Oh, fantastic. Um, Nick Horton just slips in that man, Alex Reid, again on 23 minutes, but this time his shot wasn't as good as it was three minutes ago, and this time it went straight at keeper Dean Brill. But, Rob, the build-up, Danny Rowe is getting more and more involved in this game. Yeah, he's tending to hang deep, hang wide. He's not, you know, people talk about how greedy he is in front of goal, but he, he's, uh, he's really uh, focusing his efforts on the team at the moment. James Brophy for Orient, we're past the half hour mark, squares it across the goal, but it's cleared by Francis Angol and uh, Chris, 33 minutes gone, it's still goalless and uh, the game's got potential but it so, so desperately needs a goal, doesn't it? Yeah, that was, that was, that was unfortunate actually because that, that was a pullback where you really want one of your uh, midfielders bombing onto it and, uh, and knocking it in, but yeah, I think we do need a goal. I would say that 
and it came from, uh, it was created by Danny Rowan, what I think was a, was a sort of a cross come shot and on the far post, Danny Bond perhaps should have done better when he was about three yards out and he hit the side netting. Here come Fylde again now with Horton running at the Orient defence, he's into the area, squares it to Reed, and Reed's shot is dragged and weak and Brill drops on it and a couple of little let-offs for Orient in the last minute, Chris. Yeah, I think that was the best chance of the game, wasn't it? And uh, Reed will be disappointed that he played in too close to Brill. All credit to Brill because he waited until the last minute till he, till he dropped on the ball to his left. And this first half reminds me so much of last week, other than the fact that this time last week, Fylde were behind. So maybe on the back of a relatively encouraging first half performance, if they can go in nil-nil at the break, perhaps... Uh, better, better opportunities for them this week Yeah, I think they're possibly going to go in the, the happier of the two sides They've created the better opportunities And the, like you say, they're still level at half-time So half-time, Chris And really, we're going to have a little chat now at half-time But there's not a huge amount to talk about Fard, as you said, probably carved out the better chances But... Uh, players, can they look themselves in the mirror and say they've given it all out there? It's like they're holding back for something. I think there's a few nerves out there for, for different reasons. Uh, Fylde will not want to come to Wembley and lose again. And Leighton Oye just haven't just got going really. And their quality players, people like Josh Caroma, just aren't hitting the target when they get the, the opportunity. So hopefully we can uh, get somewhat better in the second half. And uh, Leighton Orient, do they look, if anything, perhaps just a little bit rusty? Three weeks without a game, a competitive game. I think they look a bit jaded, and I think uh, mentally they may have already, their season may have already finished by now, and uh, I think that's what Justin Edinburgh will be telling them at half-time, and say, come on, you know, we are the best team in the, in the division, and we got promoted, and uh, we want you on your game. Well, that's a wrap at half-time. Me and Chris are off to see what biscuits they've got. So the teams are out for the second half here at Wembley. The news, the vitally important news from half-time, it wasn't biscuits, it was cookies, but it was one per person. I had to have a little word with uh, Mr. Pratt, but uh, <laughs> actually, no, I'm doing you a favour there mentioning the cookie and not the coffee. Yeah, I spilled my coffee all over the table, <laughs> but I owned up to it, Robin, that's the main thing. That makes me a good person. Makes you a very good person. You can sleep tonight, Chris. <laughs> change for Leighton Orient at half time. Coming on for them is Jordan Maguire Drew replacing uh, Turley Chris and that's an attacking substitution uh, from Justin Edinburgh. Yeah well it, it signals intention doesn't it? They want to win this in normal time. They've spotted that um, you know filed are a bit nervous but they were a bit nervous in the first half so it's uh, they're the first to uh, signal their intentions maybe. Chest down from Bond finds his strike partner Karoma spreads the ball out left to Widdison. Both sides looking to up the intensity levels at the start of this second half. Brophy holds it up, spreads it to McEnough. Ball inside. Free kick there. McEnough taken down by Horton, and it's uh, in a decent position here, around about. 25, 26 yards out, maybe a little bit more than that, perhaps ideal, perhaps for the left footer, Chris. Yeah, definitely, it's on that side, isn't it? And Horton was just a bit clumsy then. Um, there wasn't a huge amount in it, but uh, it's got to be careful in those positions because it's what 25 yards out, Rob. 
It is, uh, perhaps a little bit more. We're 48 and a half minutes on the clock here at Wembley. Neither goalkeepers had to really make a save in earnest yet, have they? Let's see if Leighton Orient can hit the target here. Now, Makina is there. Jordan Maguire drew just on as a half-time substitute. He fancies this one. He is indeed going to take it left-footed. It's a nice kind of come back off the post. And it's bundled behind from a corner. And already Maguire drew making an impact, Chris. Oh, wow. That looks, that had the challenge beaten that one. All he could do was stand and watch it. It rebounded straight off the post and out for a corner. Maguire drew with the corner. Left-footed. Oh, it's headed over at the far post. And you had the feeling that... I think it might have been Dan Hatt. We'll confirm that in a minute. But uh, as he rose to that board, you thought, this is it, he's going to score. But he somehow got underneath it, Chris. Yeah, he did. And he was about a yard over. What a start to the second half, though. Already more action, more goal-mouth action than we had in the first period. 56 minutes on the clock now. And Orient smell blood. Jordan Maguire drew another effort, poked behind, deflected behind for a corner that Maguire drew will take. Swings the ball in, left footed to the far post. Taran Hanna comes back off the upright again. Orient turn it back into the area and then it's cleared by the right foot of Danny Rowe. Ek Piteta this time hitting the post for Orient. Oh, what's a header and that's twice now they've hit the woodwork in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Shooting towards 23,000 Orient fans who need to do a better job of sucking it in. Danny Rowe standing over the ball. There's been a few free kicks outside the area for foul, but Danny Rowe hasn't st stepped up. He stepped up this time. We all know what he can do from this range. Five in the wall. Foul player trying to get in the middle of it as well. Here he comes, Danny Rowe. He hits it and he's into the top left-hand corner. Listen to the foul fans. They're going absolutely crazy because he's that man. Danny Rowe, their talisman. He's made it 1-0 to Fylde. Rob, what a free kick. Yeah, we said at half-time he's not looked confident. But the one thing he would do, he would still step up if he got the opportunity and take a chance. And step forward, Danny Rowe. Chris, another amazing moment. Widdison with the shot. He's come back off the woodwork for the third time this afternoon. It's fallen to an Orient player who's then shot against another Orient player. And as if to cap another miserable, frustrating moment for Orient, the offside flag was up as well. Yeah, Chris offside and it was that man, Matt Harold. He's only been on the pitch two minutes, but he made a fantastic block then. And unfortunately denied his own teammate a goal-scoring opportunity. But may not have counted anyway if he was in the way of the keeper. But it didn't happen, Chris. A lovely ball in. Just trying to work out, was it yeah, play or? It was, it was Mackinough, who was some lovely footwork on the edge of the area. He clicked a ball into substitute Maguire Drew, who's been so influential for Leighton Orient, and he just come direct his volley on target. Joby McEnough, 38 years old. 
He's let him out here at Wembley today, but he departs with 10 minutes to go to be replaced by Charlie Lee. And McEnough's day is done. Will he get to lift that trophy? It's looking less and less likely, Chris. Well, time's running out for them, but I think the stage is set here, isn't it? I think that uh, Fylde are going to be trying to hit the late Norrie on the break, or they're going to be trying to put as much pressure on as possible, and it's going to be an interesting last 10 minutes. with the edge of the six yard box in it comes left footed and there's a header I think it's Coulson in there in fact it's uh, Harold but uh, he was underneath it Chris and all he could do is put it up here and that's got to be good for the non-league game. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a great attendance. You know, 23,000 of them are late Orient fans though and uh, they're not going to be happy if they don't get a goal back in this next eight to nine minutes. Top and it's the Alex Reader. Oh, is he bundled over? No, it's not. It's going to be a corner for, for Fylde and it was just a, it was an up and under that Reed ran onto just as the fourth official you may have heard has indicated five minutes of stoppage time in this second half as the Orient fans roar their approval for that. But it's going to be a filed corner first. It's taken short. They're going to try and keep it at the corner flag on that far side. But Orient do well and it's going to be Widdowson. Widdowson who manages to play it up a little bit further. But uh, Orient do have a throw in, albeit deep in their own half. announcement you may just have heard them was for the man of the match in this trophy final and it's gone to Nick Horton who has had a fantastic game he's currently been slapped on the hand across the head by one of his uh, one of the staff there at FC Park because he's actually sat on the bench he came off about 10 minutes ago but uh, Rob what do you think of that one oh actually as we just break off because here come Orion there's a minute left Maguire Drew plays it across the goal oh, and it was I think it was Odessina who managed to get a foot on it and it went back to his own keeper Jay Lynch but Rob man of the match Nick Horton for you I don't know I like Horton the same as you do but I, 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 I've seen him play better than he has done today um, take nothing away from him though first of all he was in the starting lineup this week which he wasn't last week and uh, he's maximised uh, the opportunity I think for sheer stickability for taking the stick from everybody ourselves included but just keep on stepping up Danny Rowe he's, he's, he's the man of the match because he's the one guy who's curled the ball in the net we're going to stay on here Rob because here's Widowson there's 20 seconds left of injury time he plays it up oh, ball headed through can oh no that was really good there by Jay Lynch and I think it's all over isn't it Rob yeah, we're in the final knock-ins now. File to take at least 30, 40 seconds over this goal kick from Lynch. And uh, the stewards taking their position around the file fans to uh, ensure there's no Wembley pitch invasion. And there is the final whistle. AFC Files have come back 
and they've got it right and they've beaten the best of opposition Chris in Leighton Orient and it's the roars across to our left rather than across to our right and as again as you heard the announcer say it's ended up 1-0 to file there's the filed staff run onto the pitch to congratulate their, their colleagues people are jumping about all over the place Danny Rose getting a big hug there and in the end it was a moment of class by the, the big man that won it for them it, it wasn't the greatest of games the second half was a lot better than the first Orient will point to the woodwork not being their friend but do you know what they hung on in tight games all through the season in the league when things key moments did go their way they didn't today but they'll take their place in the English Football League next year so we say goodbye to Leighton Orient on NL full time and congratulations to AFC Files. Fantastic. David, NL full-time, we spoke to you prior to promotion finals day. You didn't get your day then. No. You did today, and cometh the hour, cometh the match. Yeah, it was today, wasn't it? I mean, I said last week I didn't think, he, you know, I didn't think we turned up, and he didn't turn up. He's our talisman, and uh, he stepped up. I thought, well, he's due one. He'd missed about uh, three last week, and he'd missed about three or four of the games before, but uh, today big day then uh, that's what you want, want your main striker to do isn't it so uh, yeah great goal um, and uh, that was the difference wasn't it so proud chairman and uh, not long after you came in something similar to this happened didn't it <laughs> yeah it is you know we've, we, I mean we've got a record now which I think is going to take a long time to be broken which is to uh, to win the bars and the trophy uh, so I just said to him, I said, we just want to live long enough now. We get the FA Cup, we got all three. No one, no one of us going to do that, are they? And, and listen, exactly. they, they left at Wigan doing that, so why can't we do it? So uh, but we got the two now, and, and that's, a, that's a great achievement, I think. And you've got Di alongside your club president. You must yeah. be a very proud uh, president today. Uh, we're very, very proud. And uh, I mean, one of the, one of the uh, main objectives of what we do you know, we go out to enjoy it, you know, it's uh, it's a passion and we love what we do every Saturday or whatever and this is just a culmination of, of what, what's been a fantastic season and, you know, when you look at the 
I mean, we thought last that we were 90 minutes away from history last week, you know, and unfortunately after the game, you're a season minimum uh, uh, from from uh, making history. But today, you know, we've 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 well probably even the score, so to speak. I mean, I mean, I think if we were being honest, we'd have swapped with Leighton Orient because we'd have preferred to go up. But no taking away from this, it's a fantastic day for the club, isn't it? And him and me were. Proudest punch. Yeah, I think the other thing that I was pleased about today was uh, pleased the way we played. I thought first off we were fantastic. We played. That's how we played. That's our game on the deck, and uh, and we played well. Could have been three 0 up, couldn't we? Really at half time. Didn't take our chances. You think well, it's not going to be our day. They hit the woodwork three times. I thought it's going to be our day, and, and it, it proved to be that way, didn't it? And, um, and a word for the manager, Dave Challoner. Um, yeah. He's really had to pick himself and the troops up and really go again this week. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, it's, it's, it's no secret we have an unbelievable relationship, and uh, you know we, we have had since the day he walked through the door, and uh, long may it continue. Uh, he's, he's done a fantastic job, and uh, you know we lost. You know, everyone's forget we lost our captain half, half, you know, with after sort of 10, 15 minutes. That's your talisman. You're playing against the side that's going to put it in the air. So I thought that the lads that came on did a great job for us. And, and that's sort of tribute to Chally, really, the fact that we could do that. And most importantly, Neil Byrne picked himself up and lifted that trophy. He did, he did. And I was worried for him. I mean, he, last week he was, of all the players, he was the most distraught of the lot because he got done at the corner, you know, with Batman. And that was kind of changed the game, you know, made it 2 0, and that was his man to mark, so he was devastated. But uh, no, he was all right, and, and it's all forgotten now with one, hasn't it? But it's, it's important to remember that, you know, to lose a key player like that was, and still win was great. And one thing you probably wouldn't have changed if you were going to win one of the two trips to Wembley, at least it was the one where you had the more fans that, that came down today. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, oh, God. I mean, it's two, two trips uh, in a week for. For any fans to come all that way down, spend all that money, and you know, in my position, in this position, we forget that you know it, it is it's still a working class game, and, and and those lads, you know, work hard every week to come to Wembley. Once is a lot of money, but uh, yeah, no, they were great today, and uh, most of those people have booked way before we <laughs> we got to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so no, it was great, and they enjoyed it today, and they've gone on with a smile on their face, haven't they? That's the main thing. It's going to be a very long but a very happy journey home. Uh, well, no, we're not. We're we're uh, we're, we're partying tonight. We already say we're staying over so uh, there'll be a big party at our hotel tonight. Congratulations. I'm joined for the NL Full-Time Podcast by Marvin Egliteta. Marvin, you've had a fantastic few weeks and, uh, the NL Full-Time, we're going to lose you from non-league, you're going into Football League, but let's talk about today first, not quite the way you wanted it to end. No, it's not quite the way you wanted it to end, unfortunately we didn't get the result today, but the boys dug deep, the boys gave it a good shift and hopefully the fans are proud for the shift we put in. And uh, now the man of the match was given to Files Nick Horton, but I, th- I thought the man of the match was the filed woodwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, three times. Just went going in for us today. Sometimes you, you get them days when you just, just start looking at the goal It's amazing, isn't it? The width of a post. I mean, it's it's every every every, every boy's dream to, to play at Wembley, and you came so, so close to scoring. Will you replay that moment over and over again? Yeah, definitely. But it's, it's football. It happens. Just going to forget about it now and just crack on, enjoy my summer and crack on again pre-season. And uh, I promise I've mentioned your brother. It's been a pretty good year for the family, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, Marvel plays for Hungerford. Yeah, it's been, good, good, been a good season for both of us. He's got the Player of the Month award as well for the league. So, yeah, and luckily, and they don't want to stay up as well with their league. So, 
been good for both of us. What was it like uh, growing up as lads? Were you pretty competitive with each other? Were there some good scraps out on the pitches there? We mainly played for the same team, to be honest. So we haven't actually played against each other. So it'd be good to play against him one day. And uh, League Two next season, does it hold any fears for you? I mean, you should be encouraged by the way other teams have kicked on from this league. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, the Forest Greens, Tranmere's, Lincoln, Luton, they've all done what we've done. So I think I'm not really phased by it, to be honest. I just want to go out and play my normal game. I think it'll be all right. Well, thanks for joining us today despite the defeat. And best of luck for next Thank season. Cheers. Thanks, man. I'm joined by Dave Challen. He's carrying something pretty big and shiny with him. <laughs> How does it feel to win at Wembley? Uh, a lot better than to lose at Wembley. Um, third time lucky, I suppose, playing and manager managing too. So, this is an amazing feeling. Um, doesn't doesn't make up for last week, but certainly goes some way to um, making us feel a lot happier this evening. And it will be a like I say, a happier summer than what it might have been. <laughs> Did everything go according to plan today? Um, I thought we played unbelievably well, especially first half. We should have been in front. We probably then scored at a good time when they were having their best spell. And the second half was probably. Very similar to probably what the Solihull game was. We were we were under the cosh there. They brought on what they have got. They've got a strong strong bench. Uh, they really stretched us. They've hit the post and three times I think. And we've had our little bit of luck. Something we didn't get at all last last weekend. So um, in order to win trophies and to be successful, you, you need a slice of luck. And uh, although we had enough chances to win the game, we got our little bit of luck in the second half. How much of a problem was it when the skipper went off uh, just after 10 minutes? I suppose you, you, you're almost thinking, oh, not again, uh, type thing. Uh, we, had to, we had to change, but in fairness, I, I think it galvanised the, the others, to be honest. Uh, I thought Tony was unbelievably good. Um, he went into that central role and we, we obviously made a change. I sometimes things tend to test you, and on the biggest stage of all, you, you quite understand the players thinking a little bit of deja vu, uh, but they didn't. They were good enough to... Um, to get beyond that, I think last week did us the world of good in the wrong way, uh, in the fact that we lost the game, but I think we gamed an awful lot in terms of knowing that we could, we could go and play here, um, and we put in a, a much better performance, and, and like I say, I don't think anyone can argue that we, we, we deserve winners of, of the trophy and taking something over at the end of the season. Now, I spoke to you at the end of the semi-final second leg at Edgley Park at Stockport County, and you talked about how much this means to a club like Fylde getting to Wembley. Now you've actually won at Wembley, how much does this mean? Oh, it means everything. Like I said, the, the, the group, for them, like I say, to achieve as a group is brilliant. Um, for us to achieve as a, as a management team and work so hard is brilliant for the club to be the first to win the FA Vars and the FA Trophies obviously creates, creates history so it's a brilliant, a brilliant day um, for us to bring 4,000, 5,000 fans in have 32 coaches in it is an unbelievable effort for a club of our size we know where we are um, but they'll have had a great day today and hopefully we've got a few more um, will come to Mill Farm and see us whether it be the first game or the second game of the National League season next year well done I'm joined by, by the goal scorer, Danny Rowe. Danny, as soon as you hit that, did you know that was in the back of the net? Um, I had a good feeling. Um, obviously, I, I, thought, I knew it would beat the wall, and uh, I knew it weren't the keeper's side, so you know, I was confident it would go in. And after last week, how, how good does it feel to win at Wembley? Uh, yeah, it feels good, obviously. It was disappointing last week, but it was also good um, to see a free kick going after last week as well. So, um, overall, now it was good. And what would I mean? You have, you've been going through a lean spell by by your your standards. Did you go into the today's game confident that you were, you could make a difference? Um, I, even games when you don't score and stuff, it don't don't really get me down. Uh, going to games confident that I score and obviously the team will win. And uh, it was no different really today. Obviously last week I didn't score, 
um, I didn't have Solio, I didn't have a um, but it don't really matter, obviously you go through phases like that where you want to score, but, but um, obviously that's, that's, that's just part and parcel of the game really and you've got to be confident. Okay, and your overall team performance, how do you think you, you guys did today? No, I, th I, thought, I thought it was good. Obviously, they, they had a few chances. They were unlucky where they've they've had a shot and their lads got in the way. Um, overall, I thought we deserved to win it. We could have, we could have been quite a few ahead at half time, but they're a good side and stuff. But obviously, it's um, it's just it's just one of them. Obviously, it went our way today. More success with Fylde next season? Yeah, obviously um, the, the aim for the clubs to go uh, to the Football League by 2022. Um, obviously today, uh, uh, last week it didn't happen, um, but um, obviously at some point with the chairman who's involved, um, it will go to the Football League. Cheers, Danny. So I'm joined by Nick Hall, man of the match at Wembley. Does it get much better than that? Yeah, mate. Honestly, it was, it was it's, an, it's an amazing day. Uh, we're all chuffed. Uh, uh, like I say, it's, it's a difficult game. Uh, they were a difficult team, but the lads from the first minute were unbelievable. And did it help? We were talking on our, our podcast. Did it help that you were here the week before uh, as well? Um, you could possibly say that, but we just we just thought today we owed it to the fans, we owed it to the manager. We just had to get the win because obviously we were disappointed last week. So uh, we're just all happy that we've, we've got the win this week. And we, now we know how it feels to win at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, it's a big pitch. You must have covered every blade of grass before you came off. Is it tiring out there? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest pitch I've played on anyway. Uh, I, I got a little bit of cramp towards the end, <laughs> but um, I'm just, I'm just, the main thing is just getting the win. I uh, thought the lads were superb from the first minute, defended really, really well, especially second half when we was under a little bit of pressure. Um, but we're all, like I said, we're all just buzzing to be over the line and we'll get the win. And does this make you hungry for even more success with AFC Fight? Yeah, definitely. I think we'll, we'll come back next season stronger. I think uh, we could, we could push. For the, for the title next year I definitely think we can we have the players the managers the staff and everything so I think we can give it a really good push next season we'll play next well done